Hey everyone, this is Dave DeBo with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful San Francisco, one of my favorite cities in the States, that's for sure, Mr. Sean Penn. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing fantastic, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. My pleasure. So Sean is a real estate entrepreneur who does a couple of interesting things. He, he does fix and flips in his neck of the woods and long-term buy and hold on the complete other side of the country. That's what we're gonna be talking about a little bit here today. Plus he's also a hard money lender. So I'm sure Sean can share all sorts of great insights with us. So Sean, let's start with, you know, the question a lot of people are asking. So how are you able to live on one coast yet do a lot of your real estate business on the other side of the country? Yeah, the short and simple answer is that I use property management companies. I rely on my boots on the ground team there to manage all the operations when it comes to finding deals and managing the properties that we own. So what kind of deals are you focusing on on the East Coast? What kind of properties do you buy there? These are going to be small multifamilies, so either duplexes or you know fourplexes or just single family rentals. Okay. Now, do you have one specific market area that you focus on or are you kind of focusing on one state, one county? What is yeah, it? we're actually spread across three different markets. We have one market in Texas, one in Florida, and one in Georgia. Okay. Very and good. always open to expand as well. Yeah. So I guess the key there is the team, right? It's finding the, the right property management team. Are you looking for primarily like turnkey properties or are you actually getting in there, fixing stuff up, optimizing it? What's your preferred strategy for your property? Yeah. Absolutely. I prefer to go in there and create my own team and then create the value from buying the properties in a you know, slightly distressed situation, doing some minor repair work to bring it up to good rental standards, and then putting in your own tenant. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So how? what, what are some tips or ideas or suggestions you have for creating that team from a distance? Especially right now, we're, we're doing this interview. We're in the second wave or third wave or whatever freaking wave of COVID we're in. How are you able to create those teams of boots on the ground in these different areas? I mean, you definitely cannot be shy on the phone. I think that's one of the best ways to build your team is you have to do some cold calling. But luckily for these you know, property managers or real estate agents, they're expecting you to call. And in fact, they love it because you're a potential new client. So I'm out there calling. I'm looking at reviews on Yelp. But more importantly, once I find one really solid connect, I can ask them for another connection. What are your referrals? Who can you you know, say is a good property manager in your area and eventually start working with these types of people. Yeah. So it's really, really, really digging down and, and those Yelp reviews are probably, probably pretty helpful. But again, you know, we've all heard nightmare stories about, you know, lousy property management companies causing real estate entrepreneurs to go broke and all that kind of stuff. So are you getting lots of ref references and that sort of stuff that you're really following up on or, or how do you really double check that they're, as good as they say they are. Yeah, I would say the number one person that I try to find first is actually going to be your agent or wholesaler, like the person that's going to give you the most deal flow from the area. And then from that person, I ask who is like a really good property manager that you recommend. So, so far, all those referrals have been really good. I haven't had any problems with my property management company so far. So knock on wood that, you know, it keeps that at that situation. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So you're doing flips in and around San Francisco. If my memory serves me right, property prices are absolutely insane in, yes. in those market areas. So 
So are you are you making humongous bucks on your flips in San Francisco and then self-financing all these deals out east or are you using investor partners how how does that look for you? Yeah. So, you know, when deals go really well in the Bay Area, they do really well. Like my best flip was for $300,000 in profit. Nice. You might be surprised to hear this too. The property was a complete fixer and it still cost $865,000 to acquire. I, hey man, I'm close <laughs> to Vancouver. Toronto, that those are completely normal numbers in yeah. those markets as well. So yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, I was lucky that you know I started working as an engineer. I saved some money. I invested it in the stock market. The stock market went up pretty well since you know 2011 to 2017, and so I had enough funds for the down payment, and then I funded the rest of it using a hard money loan. And I'm not sure if your your listeners are familiar with how hard money loan is, but you, I, give us your definition so that we understand we're all on the sure. same. Yeah. So hard money loans are loans that are based on the underlying asset, like the hard asset itself. So if the home is a good deal, they'll give you a loan on the property. These are usually interest only loans with a higher interest rate because they're riskier, but at least it lets you do the deal. Like as an example, I was working as an engineer, but I still couldn't qualify with a traditional mortgage on this $800,000 property because my income did not satisfy their requirements. Right. So basically that allowed me to do the deal. And yes, to answer your question, we do flips in the Bay Area to get that nice capital stack to then buy properties out of state. I am still financing some of them using a conventional loan. Like if it's a fourplex for $250,000, I would finance 75% of that with a conventional loan and then put the other 25% down. That just makes sense. Why wouldn't you, right? I mean, especially these days with the, the cost of money. So going back to the whole hard money loan. So if, if a hard money lender is loaning you money on that $800,000 property, What's typically the, the loan to value ratio that they're willing to lend on? Yeah. In the past, it used to be 90% of purchase price and 100% of the construction price. But due to this whole COVID situation, I think lenders in general are a little bit more conservative. So I actually work as a hard money lender myself. Right now, for newer investors, we're maxing out the loans at 80% of the purchase price and then 80% of the construction costs as well. So basically the, the real estate entrepreneur has to come up with 20% of the purchase price and 20% of what the, uh, the repairs are going to be, correct? That's right. All right. Well, that's still a pretty good deal. That's for sure. And, and when you're doing your flips, what's your, what's your sweet spot? How, how long do you, do you like to be in and out of the deal? Obviously as quick as possible, but realistically, how long is it taking you to do these kind of flips? Right. So the project itself can take between six weeks to two months. Then once you're done with the project, then you got to go on the market. And that, calls, that involves, you know, bringing a stager inside, doing your marketing, taking your photos. And then usually in our market, properties sell for around, they take around two weeks to three weeks to sell. Pretty so pretty all in, you might be in for maybe three and a half to four months. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like where we budget how long we're going to be in a deal. Right. Makes sense. And that's why it really doesn't, you know, unless the, the rates are crazy, it really doesn't matter too, too much what the interest rate is on that money, that hard money, because you're in and out so quickly. And sounds like the profit margins on those kind of properties are pretty good. So how many, how many flips are you trying to do per year? Are you, are you doing the real estate thing full-time these days? Are you still working as an engineer? What does your day-to-day -day life look like? So I actually left my full-time job as an engineer mm -hmm. and then I was doing real estate investing for a while. But then one of my friends approached me and she said, hey, you have this podcast, you host meetups, you do YouTube, why not 
help out your investor group by working with us and giving them hard money loans. So I started working with them as a hard money lender. And it feels really great because my full-time job is to call my friends, you know, come on podcasts like this one and just offer them money. You know, I feel like Santa Claus sometimes just saying, Hey guys, do you need loans for your properties? And then I've been doing that full-time for the past year and a half. And well, I imagine really you got a lot of people, I imagine you got a lot of people taking you up on that. Do you, are you only <laughs> using your funds or have you started to pull some other people's funds as well? Yeah. So it's not my personal funds. Of course we do create loans and then uh, we originate them. I'm not sure if we can do deals in Canada as of now, but definitely for a lot of the states in the United States. Well, we have quite a few Canadians that go down and do deals in the States, in which case I would think that would be perfect in that situation. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right. So why don't you walk us through, because you're, forgive me, but you seem like a pretty young guy. So how did this, this whole real estate thing come about for you? What was like the, the aha moment that just kind of turned you on to real estate? Yeah, I'll tell you, right after I graduated from college, I was working at a large engineering company and I thought this was it. Like I worked my whole life going to school, getting good grades, getting a degree for this opportunity. Right. You're in Silicon Valley, man. That's where everybody (laughs) wants to be, right? Within the first week, I looked around the room and I saw that no one there wanted to be there. You know, they were still making a decent salary as an engineer. Don't get me wrong, but they were just not happy with where they were. And they thought, man, if I had taken more risk when I was younger, if I've done this, if I would have done that, I would have been in a much better place. But now they're kind of tied to these quote unquote golden handcuffs where they just can't afford to leave and they don't feel happy with where they are. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be like these people in 30 years. What can I do to escape this reality? And so I started reading a lot of books. And, you know, one day I was happening to walk by Barnes and Nobles and I saw Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Sound like a really interesting book. Picked it up, read it in one night. Amazing. That led me down this rabbit hole of going to bigger pockets, listening to different podcasts, looking through quorum forums, and then eventually ending up at real estate meetups. And that's honestly where I got my best bang for my buck, just going to meetups and being part of the community. Very, very cool. So it sounds like you're very active on social media. You've got your own meetup going, you got the podcast going. What big benefits has that created for you as a real estate investor, as an entrepreneur yourself by creating and being part of these platforms? Yeah, there's a very famous saying that your network is your net worth. And that's absolutely true. When I was first getting started, even just flipping, there are so many things that you just don't know and you don't know what you don't know. So when I got into my first project, I was so lucky to have people in my network that could ask random questions to like, hey, are you supposed to get a permit for this? Or what kind of paint colors are people using nowadays? And then as you get more sophisticated, you know, more people, now you understand, oh, interest rates at this lender are better than interest rates at this lender. Oh, use this contractor. Don't use this contractor. Sometimes if you have no network, you are just stuck with what you have and you have no idea. And so this imperfect information means that you just don't run your business as optimally as you could. Yeah. Not only that, but what I'm also hearing is you were not and probably are not afraid to ask for advice, for ask for suggestions, seek people out who are actively doing what you want to do and learn from them. So do you, you know, we're kind of, as we're doing this, we're kind of in the whole pandemic thing. How have things changed for your meetup? I mean, have you guys gone online? What are you, what are you guys doing these days for your meetup? Yeah. I mean, we used to meet up twice a month at one time at a local bar just for casual networking. Another one I'd have to rent out its room and we'd have a guest speaker come and talk for an hour or two. Now that 
COVID has shut everything down, we've moved to this online virtual format. And as a host, it's actually been amazing because I don't have to do a lot of work anymore. You know, I don't have to pay for a venue. I don't have to worry that my meetup guest members aren't buying drinks at the bar and the bar will kick us out. I mean, we just go online, we talk, we set up these breakout sessions. So people kind of go through these speed dating rounds in 20 minute sessions with like four or five people, get to know each other, come back to the group and then mix and match again. And I don't have to go anywhere, right? I don't have to drive to San Francisco or to San Jose. I can just do this at home and then click off and eat dinner, right? It's, it's really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, I'm with you. Pre-COVID, I was flying around all over God's green earth speaking at meetups like, like yours, one of the speakers got a vegan, then getting on a plane, flying home, flying back a few weeks later or whatever to put on a workshop, all this kind of stuff. It, COVID's sucked in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, but it's been great for getting efficient with communications, that's for sure. Absolutely. And as a funny story, you know, we're in sales, right? We do hard money loans. And before we go to a lot of these meetup events, and we felt like we were forced to stay here locally, but because of, you know, Zoom calls, technology, just phones, we could actually be anywhere in the entire country. So one of our friends has actually moved to Hawaii and has been there for, you know, three months now. And this has been like her best time, you know, of all time. No, no, just lifestyle the whole bit. Oh, that's wonderful. Very, very cool, Sean. So if people want to find out more about you, about hard money loans, about your podcast, about how the hell they can flip stuff on one side of the country and buy long-term buying old stuff on the other side, what would you have people do? Yeah. Go to my website, everythingrei.com. That's like everythingrealestateinvesting.com. And over there, there's my links. You can check out my podcast, YouTube videos, and you can even send me an email if you have any questions about hard money loans. Sounds good. You know what? It's been a lot of fun, Sean. Thank you very much for uh, sharing some of your experience. Absolutely, Dave. It was a pleasure being on the show. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.